Luke's just too busy blowing his car to record our episodes. <laughs> start, baby. You start. Come on. Hey, will you blow my car for me? My mouth hurts. Welcome to episode 62. <laughs> 62. <laughs> 65. 62. 65. 65. 65. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had a break. Yeah, well, we had to recover from Defcon and Black Hat and B-Sides. That's what that was, right? That was awesome. And then you had to go buy a car. Yeah. And drive it from Pennsylvania home. <laughs> to home. <laughs> it was a fun drive. Not as fun as it oh, could have been. This is true. Didn't have any ebony nope. and ivory. No ebony and ivory to caress us all the that way has through. That's one of the best text messages I've ever gotten from you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was it, like five hours into your car ride? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Road trips suck without ebony and ivory. <laughs> um, yep. So, uh, <laughs> we're back. Um because we have a, a special guest on this episode, I guess we're just going to have to talk about Black Hat and Defcon and B-Sides and parties and God knows what the fuck else happened during that drinking. Week. That house kicked fucking ass. Dude, that house was dope. <laughs> that was so much fun. Are you are we getting the same house next year? It, unless I can find a bigger house, we're going to get that same house. I think you should house. stick with the same house. Uh, there might be bigger houses in Vegas. Yeah, I know, but at the same time, you know, you already know the the... Dude, that's what people said about the house. the house last year, and then I got this one. So I'm I'm gonna leave it open for a couple months and see if something doesn't pop up that's like ridiculous, you know, like a fucking castle, a, like a hundred million dollar castle with. So is that house set up for shooting porn or what? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I know I've seen that in some of the free porn I've jerked that, off. That to bedroom before. looked familiar. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Like, I've seen people, like, I, I know their stage name get banged on the bed that I slept in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I just would, I would drift off to sleep at night knowing the copious amounts of semen, viscal fluid. Vaginal that fluids that have touched that mattress. Squirted everywhere. Could you still smell it? Wait a second, we're a security <laughs> podcast. Let's get uh, oh. Skylar on the phone. <laughs> so, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Skylar Towns, the uh, proponent of open lock sport. <clears throat> who's currently getting and who's apparently. who's in Egypt right now actually yeah my ears and apparently because of Egypt Egypt doesn't have Skype it doesn't allow him to talk <laughs> do, 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 do. shut up <laughs> Skype I might have turned the ringer on okay uh what's uh dude you know what that's exciting this is what happens so uh this is what happens Donnie <laughs> this, this is what happens. You see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? So McAfee got bought. McAfee got bought. Yeah, I saw that by Intel, huh? Yeah. That's, uh, so do you think Intel's trying to figure out a way to put antivirus on a chip? Or are they trying to get into security, like, services? Well, no. Nobody's <clears> trying to get into security services because even the security services companies are trying to buy software companies so that they can keep their commoditization mm, and right. eventually drive the testing market right. into and IBM a complete commodity that's subsidized by tool Dell. usage. <laughs> well, it'll be all tool usage. So then you'll have this disparate market that blows out. You know, the the testers are going to be the ones that get fucked from all of this because the testers are going to go over to these big companies then they're going to be, become part of dev shops. And then in order to keep a job, they're going to have to do like 
half coding and research. And so it's going to be like the researchers who end up getting a bunch of jobs and the mid-level testers um, or low-level testers. And by that, I mean not experienced, not like hardware-wise. Not, not like low-level in the yeah. stack. Not like in the stack. But like, you know, those people hopefully will get expunged from the market and we can have the random fucking genocide happen of everybody who sucks shit and shouldn't be testing networks anyway. Get the fuck out. That's just a prediction for so the next how five long, years. Well, my prediction. <laughs> so how long from like Microsoft buys or AMD buys up? Uh, like it won't be AMD. They don't have enough money. It's Microsoft semantic. does. Yeah, Symantec. I don't think Microsoft's going to buy an AV because they already have the Windows AV oh, stuff. And that works fucking banging. <laughs> Dude, it's better than fucking. It's better than nothing. McAfee. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it sucks, but it, it. I mean, it still sucks. You know, all AV sucks. I think at the last on the last NSS. Uh, output trend one just about everything over everyone else. Are you are you okay? Did you just swallow one of your herpes or something? Or did you just fucking pull the button off? No, I moved and yanked my oh. earbud. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Is what's going on over there? You got any he's, Skype he's problems? He's he's just hanging out. All right, fuck it. We'll, well just wait for well, whatever. I told him to call back whenever. So you know how okay. when you crash Windows, the little window pops up. When I crash Windows, you mean when I boot? <laughs> well, you know, when your machine gets, you know, compromised, compromised, or <laughs> right. a Windows crash occurs, you get a little message saying, "Would you like to report this to this error to Microsoft so you can help us fix all these problems?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, virus writers nine times out of ten say yes. That's <laughs> so awesome. when they're developing their virus, they click yes. <laughs> So they go ahead and give Microsoft a heads up on like what they're working on. That's awesome. <laughs> I think that's hot. I mean, that's just perfect. <laughs> that's fucking sweet. I don't. Uh, yeah. And they also said that they get attacked. Microsoft.com gets attacked seven thousand to nine thousand times per second. But you know, I'm not surprised. I mean, but I'd, they but they consider an attack like somebody's con- trying to connect to a port. You know, and like you run one Nmap scan, and they're like, somebody just attacked us sixty-five thousand five hundred thirty-five times. You know, like, yeah, good, ball and rape. <laughs> just, it, it seems ridiculous. Maybe that's why Microsoft won't buy, won't bother buying any antivirus off anymore antivirus companies because they already get all the information from the virus writers before they release it. <laughs> Well, they probably got smart to that. We're like, dude, we can make an AV that stops O'Day. <laughs> All we have to do is look at our support <laughs> request tickets. <laughs> and we've got super elite shit. It's fucking excellent. Um, God, what, what what's going on in the world? I mean, well, yeah, I guess we can, we well, can talk some about re- recap from all of the fun. Yeah, um, we can. B B sides was fucking awesome, dude. That first day was a little warm, um, with that many people in the house. Yeah, like, well, I, I, I no the, one the fucking main house is a goddamn door. I know that's the problem. The main house was okay. I just think that the the side house before Jack went and got like the fucking two ton air conditioner or whatever. Severe, it was, yeah. yeah, I think he had two of them, didn't he? he had yeah. like two and a half ton and another five and a half ton hooked yeah. in the main house and of AC. That shit started hooking, and, up. It and then it didn't was like then it was cold. Start a fire. <laughs> Which is so much better than last year. See, we're learning. Well, I also t- did not tell Jarrell, don't burn the house down. <laughs> yes. 
Well, I, I have to say, dude, no matter what, B-Sides would not have gone down or been as cool as it was without the, like, crazy amount of support that we had from people who pitched in. Oh, yeah. Like, like Fuck it him. was awesome. There was a ton of people. I mean, I can't even name. There's, there's you know, like 30 people who were helping out on staff and running security shifts 24 hours a day and cleaning shit up. And even the people there, like, Morning. no one fucked anything up. Well, like, everybody's picking up their, like, people would smoke and they'd throw it on the ground and be like, oh, my bad. And they'd, like, pick, pick their shit up. up and throw it somewhere else. You know, it was just so cool. In the pool. <laughs> yeah. Right. The pool stayed amazingly clean. Yes, I'm really surprised. I know hijinks happen in the pool. But, I mean, that crowd is just so fucking well, yeah, cool I mean, that, I mean, you know, like people pool, don't act like assholes. Seeming eventually kind of yeah. falls apart in, in chlorine. It was, uh, yeah, who knows how much semen was in the pool. I mean, God, it's <laughs> dump it in in buckets. You know, <laughs> somebody get another bucket. It looks kind of clear. <laughs> yeah, special yeah. trick of B-sides. So, how to make a hacker. <laughs> Just jump in the pool. It's cool. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Your skin will feel so soft. <laughs> the Japanese it's, 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 it's the like a natural, It's a natural suntan lotion right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm not sure what the SPF on it would be, though. <laughs> Please get him on the phone soon. SPF. <laughs> I know. Fuck, I want to talk about security. Quick, get somebody who knows something. Because we get criticized because we don't know shit. Oh, no, we, we, no, we talk about strippers too much, apparently. Uh, yeah. I, I don't that. remember talking about any strippers yet this episode. Well, we just started. Yet. <laughs> well, we haven't really talked in, in depth about it. Um, all right. So the first night, my first night in Vegas, Tuesday, mm-hmm. I land. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get my car, go to Caesars, grab my badge, and then go to the house. And I made it to Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> I landed at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 3.30 in the afternoon. I get to Caesars and immediately started drinking with everybody because, you know. Because that's what's up. That's what happened. And then I think around, God, I was there for a while. I had dinner with like Dill and Stacy. And um, and I think around like maybe 11 o'clock, you guys called me. Mm-hmm. And in, in, <laughs> in between dinner and you guys calling... I had found myself in Pure because one of the like VP guys from Trustwave decided to rent out the entire VIP section, which I thought that was way better than renting out the whole fucking club for a party. Because then there's actually girls there, and like interesting shit to watch. Yeah, as opposed to like a bunch of dudes hanging out with their slinging around, talking about how dope they are. Yeah, that's cool. How much they wish there were girls there. Yeah. Um. So that was fun, and then you guys called me, and I was already pretty lit. So I took a cab to the Palms. Oh yeah. I ran into you guys at where were uh, the what was that fucking place? Uh, rain? Uh Moon. Moon. That place was off the fucking hook that night. That was fun. I think <laughs> I I think I had one whole drink. <laughs> and then like I lost you guys for a minute and all I could find was Monty and he just looks at me, he's like, You alright? I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go now. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it was like four in the morning. Four yeah. thirty in the morning. Hey, we got peoples. No. Do, 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 do. Not yet. So yeah, four thirty in the morning. Mozzie's like, "Can you drive?" I'm like, "No fucking way." Uh, hello, hello. Hey, hey, what's up, dude? Hey, not much. How you doing? Awesome, awesome. Sorry, we were we were doing what people don't like, I guess, of just sitting here talking about strippers and getting loaded at at clubs. <laughs> we didn't talk about strippers yet. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about strippers, but then well, we he, hadn't done he it yet. called and it fucked everything up. 
I gotta talk about security. Uh, talk about security shit now. God damn it. Ruining everything. It's all right. It's all right. I'm sure we can find a way to get it dirty somehow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, dude? Oh, not much. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going crazy, honestly. That's um, that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, no, I'm well, yeah, I'm just constantly, I mean, I've been in a constant state of surprise for like a week. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so, um, first off, uh, tell, tell everybody about your project right now, because I know that some people have learned about it various different ways and, and other yep. people, you know, other ways and other people are just stumbling upon it. But, but tell, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah, no worries. Um, I've designed my own line of lockpicks. I'm a competitive lockpicker, so I get a lot of my stuff handmade for me, and I've taken a lot of the concepts that the guys who make my tools um, use and trying to standardize them and come up with a full commercial set for them. So I decided to take it to Kickstarter to launch it um, with what I thought was the lofty goal of $6,000, and with still about a month to go, we're, we're at $22,600 right now. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so almost four yeah, times I, as you originally I, I don't know what for. else to say about it. <laughs> So, um, but it, it's going really well, and I'm I'm trying to make I'm genuinely trying to make it worth what everybody's putting into it. I've been doing a lot of uh, video demos. Did uh, showed the regional sidebar attack on a Primus recently. Showed how handcuffs work, how to get out of those, and and all all the good stuff. Yeah, now I was looking at your at your list of different things that people will get for for basically sponsoring you or or funding your company or funding you. Yeah. Um, and it's like sets of lockpicks, and then the higher up you go, you start getting into uh, bigger sets of lockpicks and video education <clears throat> with you. Is that supposed to be like a one-on-one -on -one class, basically? Yeah, exactly. Spend some time with me to... to uh, <laughs> I was about to say pick your brain, no pun intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, the yeah, the, the thing that really amazed me is that um, we... So I set up a $2,500 level, which I assumed that nobody would ever take me up on. Uh, and I do a lot of workshops and a lot of stuff like that. And it was a physical classroom where I will actually fly to you, bring the picks, bring the cuffs, do it, do you know, two days worth of demos and workshops, and uh, you know, I'll put in as much time as you can tolerate to listen to me. And I, I not only have a backer at that level currently, I have another person speaking to his company about potentially having me out to to do that as well. I'm I'm amazed. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm working on it right now to see if I can get you and all your gear to China with us. Oh, uh, for for lock band village. Yeah, and if I if I can, I'm gonna find somebody to sponsor it and have you come out and party in China with us. That yeah, that'd be wow. Wow. That <laughs> would be incredible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> wow. We we will we we will find a way to do it. Come hell or high water, but but I'm gonna get you to come out there to to teach all the Chinese hackers how to how to blow up shit and blow up locks <laughs> because you know we've we've uh we've been working on excalibur con over there and you know yeah. last year was fun and you know we had a lot of really i don't know we had a blast like as speakers we had like the most fun i think i've i've had damn near anywhere partying um but uh but but it was cool because the culture there's so different um, that like when you started talking about stuff like yeah go break into the building people were just kind of like stare at me like you got to be fucking crazy. Like, what? Ow. And I'm like, no, 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 break into shit and steal it. And they're like, uh, I don't want the death fan to roll up on me. I don't think I'm going to do that, you know? So, well, so, you know, the, 
you know the really funny thing about that is that um, Japan actually, as as a culture, has a really high level of surreptitious entry. And where we in America are always saying, yeah, well, you know, criminals use bricks. Well, in Japan, they use picks. And yeah. I think a little more in America, people use picks than we're willing to admit. But they actually have a, a really amazing system by which they validate new locking concepts, uh, where they actually have master lock pickers come in and attack the locks and figure out the time it takes huh. to attack them. That's cool. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's really neat, and it's a, it's a, it's the the culture came up out of necessity because there were a ton of ton of uh, break-ins and robberies that were done via picking. Huh. That's so really neat. What we should do is inspire people to just start breaking so into it's shit inspiration. by picking locks. It's in, yeah. <laughs> so 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 what we're doing is is we're we're Inspiring. providing inspiration. Yeah, we're like we're like the fucking While talking about the, hookers and the blow. Tony Tony Robbins of the security world now. <laughs> fucking, you can do it. You're worth it. It's all good. You know. Um, so all right, back, back to your project. More for like a the Sham Wow guy, but you know whatever. I know. It cleans up hooker blood and dog semen. Urine. It's great. Um, <laughs> no, so uh, so uh, in, in this project. Um, I, I know that you're you're getting to a point where where you're starting to have significant backing, and and I think it's good. Yeah. But in in my opinion, it, it needs to go farther because, you know, now you're you're at the tipping point where you have a lot of funding to get started, but you also have a lot of demand. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, with that probably comes you know more of the question of, you know, you have this demand out there, and there's there's obviously a growing market as. You know the the kind of needle goes all the way around the speedometer and goes from this you know electronic we test apps and we write cool O'Day and everything else back to the old school of you know we will just break in and steal shit Fuck if we can't app. hack yeah. it right <laughs> so you know do, do you see that as as the same thing you know seeing this kind of electronic security world sort of I don't know to like Ryan and I always talk about you know the electronic security world after a while is kind of boring yeah and. And like if you if you get bored with something like when I get bored I'm like sweet I will fly there and just take it. Um, <laughs> do, do you see a lot of that? Do you see more of a need for this type of thing than there was five years ago? Well, what what I see uh, so need aside, I see more interest than there was five years ago. Okay, um, yeah. and and I think uh, you know a, a lot of people. It's funny because there's a huge difference in. The security concerns of your physical space and the the security concerns of your digital space and Mm -hmm. the the places in which they cross over one another like being able to access someone's house and or or their server rack or whatever the case may be via physical is fantastic except if you have no idea where it is and you you know need need to use you need to defeat the digital security in order to get the personal information, then defeat the physical security in order to get at the person or right. at the personal belongings as well. So they go hand in hand, and it's not something that was really explored for... Well, it was something that was explored in, in solely a hobbyist level for a very long time, and at some of the... Um, you know, at some of the higher echelons of the of the pen testing stuff for a while, but now now the accessibility of it via groups like Tool and Locksport International and all of that has made it so that uh, I don't know. It's just been amazing. The last five years specifically have been very transformative for for Locksport in America and lock picking as part of a professional tool set. So, did you hear what Skyler just said? He just made alt tech one of the higher echelons of pen testing. Fuck yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's the company we were previously working for. Uh, oh, so, <laughs> so um, 
Yeah, you know, no, I, 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 I guess I, I totally agree because I know a lot of times when, you know, people have asked us, you know, like, what the hell is this shit in, in the scope of work when we're talking about doing on-site testing and it's, you know, a, a alarm avoidance and manipulation and, and yep. being able to pick and being able to, you know, test various levels of physical security, you know, non-damaging events, deglazing windows, stuff like that. And uh, and they're always kind of like they they stop at that section and they're like, so what's all this for? And I'm like, that's because that's how a criminal's gonna do it. And they're like, yeah, uh, what do you mean? You know, we we just asked you to do a pen test. And I'm like, right, I'm penetrating your building. No, exactly. <laughs> and and I and I think that has been, uh, I think that has been not just missed in in the corporate sector of understanding that they need to physically secure things, but I I think that it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm babbling at this point. I, you know what? To be perfectly honest, I am just babbling at this point. So I'm going to stop this. I'm going to stop this. Thought. <laughs> Welcome to exotic yeah. liability. It's all right, dude. No, trust me. It's, it's okay. Um, no. So, all right. All, all of this aside, and, and it's my opinion that everybody needs to support your project so that not I only we can, we, can, we can work you like a slave to make shit for us. Fuck uh, yeah. <laughs> Be, because you know, uh, my my hope is that you're just buried, and you're like, man, I get the email of like, dude, I still can't send you your shit because we had so much support, and I'll be like, <laughs> like, get working, bastard. We paid you, and you'll be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you'll you'll send little pictures to the list of your like bleeding fingers from working in the shop all day. <laughs> like, fuck you, put on a bandaid, quit whining. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm honestly a little bit terrified. We're approaching 300 backers, and. B when we were just over 100 backers, I thought I would be super awesome and offer to hand make straight attention wrenches for everybody <laughs> that I was doing. And now it's literally like closing in on triple the number mm -hmm, I was yeah. ever planning to make. It's, it's yeah, you, the, my Insert hands will bleed after into that. Mouth. I'm confident. It, enjoy bloody hands. Um, <laughs> so uh, aside from that, is there any other way that people can help with that part of the project? I mean, uh, other people, because you're you're in Boston area, right? Boston, yeah, yeah. So yeah. is there is there uh, any way that any of our listeners there, like if they want to help, could could help out just to help you oh, lift the God, load? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, completely. And I'm uh, so I recently when we passed another milestone said I was going to do uh, you know a uStream session where I'll take questions live and run demos. I'll set up a bunch of stuff that we can cover live in that and record that as well. And I think that we're going to do it out of a local hackerspace here in Boston called Sprout yeah. uh, and I'm yet, yeah. to, I'm yet to broach that with them but I'm pretty confident <laughs> they'll help me out <laughs> um, one of my backers actually had the idea of doing that so I think that we'll have uh, like a little party and, and open workshop there that will broadcast live and I'm also hoping to do a couple of like local launch parties so I want to hit Montreal when the picks are ready uh, definitely going to do Boston I'm going down to Hack DC on September 11th actually to donate a lock library and a bunch of tools to those guys a bunch of great guys down there Cool. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be in there doing a workshop, and I'd like to go back again once the picks are done to do another like local release there. So as much as I can, and unfortunately it'll probably be mostly in the East Coast, I'd like to do a lot of local events and and uh, and workshops and parties once the you know once the materials start to come in. And if people want to help me hand make a bunch of tension wrenches and candy keys and stuff like that, I will be a hundred percent behind behind getting their help. Cool. Well, we'll uh, we'll hook we'll people you up as uh, yeah. You get licks. <laughs> <laughs> In order to drive, he has to blow your car. But other actually, than that, it's all actually, good. Actually, Jarrell's out there. It's uh, yeah. Jarrell's out there. Ship we can Jarrell's we, ass we, out we there. Jarrell. Yeah, well, he's not well, that we got people we can give you. It's good. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. As far as anything further of, of promoting it and doing things like that, um, since you know we have a good hand in, uh, or at least I do, 
and running all the B-Sides events. Um, any of those that you're interested in participating in, I know every single one of them would love to have you to, to be able to expand kind of the scope of what we do at some of those events. Yeah, and I would love it. And I've, uh, I, I've, I had to miss B-Sides Las Vegas. I had to miss another B-Sides that I was in proximity to. I have been hearing constantly from everybody I know in this community and people that I didn't even know were in this community mm-hmm. who've been attending B-Sides events. So I definitely want to awesome. get involved there. Cool. Yeah, we... Uh, they're, they're we popping had up fucking we had, everywhere. We had, we had a lot of fun in Vegas. Yeah, we had to start to put like a a cap on the events because there was too many people wanting to have them and and That's the, it, the, the interest is great. Have. Yeah, exactly, right? The interest is great. We just got to try and control it to make sure that we can keep you know that feel that we've already built going instead of having yep. things go kind of haywire. And I imagine you probably have some of the same stuff going with with your project. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've know. been I've been pretty blown away by the response, and <laughs> as such, I am I am terrified that I'm. Well, no, I'm not terrified. I'm not going to be able to deliver. I'm terrified of what it's going to take to deliver. <laughs> yeah, you you have big giant can of worms has been opened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, have fun. <laughs> all right, so so let's let's now rewind to the beginning. Um, how did you get into all this crap? Because uh, I know right. I know uh, that it was actually. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'll tell uh, you. So the, the man, I so it's a decent story. So, but I'm gonna try to make it somewhat short. My mother, when I was a child, I was super into computers, and I would be up super late at night at like 4 a.m. Uh, on America Online, like tr- running phishing scams at the age of 10. Uh, and cause and being like ASL, don't worry, I'll send you something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you'd get the person's, like, master accounts, you'd set up the sub accounts, yeah. you'd have more hours, um, which is, you know, shady. But, again, I was 10, and I was having fun. I was reading text files and Anarchist Cookbook and reading about DEF CON and Hope and, like, the CDC and Loft and these people who wow. were just, uh, like, remarkable to me. They were my childhood idols. Um, Ryan, you're one of his idols. And then <laughs> my mother, after walking in on me on the computer at, like, 4 a.m., like, quickly closing down windows as fast as I could over and over again, finally decided that I was addicted to Internet porn and put me into therapy. Nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we got rid- she got rid of the internet for two years. I was in therapy for a while. The therapist was a very nice guy. Um, and I ended up going to a theater conservatory instead of becoming an engineer like all of my friends did. Um, you're, you're and everybody I know now is a software engineer, um, electrical engineer, mechanical engineer, et cetera, et cetera. So years passed. And it was back in 2006, I sent an email out to a bunch of friends saying, you know, we're all adults now, we have jobs, we have a little bit of spare money, why don't we actually go to one of these hacker cons we used to read about? Uh, so we went out to Hope Number 6, and that was my first con. And it was uh, it was a blast, it was a great time. And they dragged me along to this talk on lockpicking, which I had no interest in seeing. I didn't care about lockpicking, I had no idea how a lock worked, and I didn't care to know. But, uh, but Barry Wells, uh, Barry the Key Wells was the guy giving the talk, and he nice. was just... He's just a really charming speaker, honestly. Yeah. He's amazing at what he was doing. It looked like he was doing magic tricks on stage, and he was really funny. The audience was super into it. And I happened to bump into him later in the hotel lobby and you know, said, oh, thank you so much. This was great. I'd love to pick some locks here in America because he's Dutch. Uh, you know, is that possible? So he says, come to this meeting I'm having tomorrow. I'll tell you all about it. Um, and I actually, I almost skipped the meeting because there was a talk that I wanted to see and I figured I could get the information anytime I wanted to. Uh, um, but I didn't want to be rude. 
So I show up and he introduces me to Babak Javadi, Eric Michaud, and Eric Schmiedel, who I later found out are, you know, the, these amazing, well-accomplished people in the field of lock sport. Yep. And the three of them looked at me like I was some asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and Bari, Bari opens up his arms and says, you four are my new board of directors for my American organization. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> literally the, the day after I learned how to pick. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe it. And he insisted that I fly out to Holland that year. He he found me a place to stay with Rop, actually, the guy that runs, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, ha yeah, yeah. I, I stay in Rop's house when I'm in Holland and met him and had, I had no idea of his, of, of who this person was until That's like a awesome. year later. Yeah, uh, just remarkable. So he put me up there and I attended my first Dutch Open. Um, he basically said, you know, if you can fly out here, I'll take care of the rest. And I blew all the remaining money that I had to, to get the tickets there and back. And I had an incredible time. I won half of my head-to-head -head matches my first time out, only a couple of months after learning how to pick. And, and just established myself really, really quickly, really quickly. That's awesome. So, you know, where, um, where do you think it comes from the the gift of being able to uh, uh, coerce a lock into opening. Um, it's <laughs> so it's more like, a, it's more like a massage. There's about to be sorry. There's about to be a screaming. Can you hear that at all? I'm yeah, ready. We, I, I can't wait for the screaming I, pharaoh. I, yeah, I want the screaming pharaoh. <laughs> uh, I heard something on. in the background. Sound like a little kid. It can hear some light. Yeah, there was a little kid screaming a second ago. Like, I'm sure no, that he'll yell over Pharaoh. me, and you can tell me when you can hear him. Anyway, awesome. <laughs> um, I I'm honestly not sure where it comes from. To be perfectly like, I I'm real. I like I knit. I I also knit. Uh, <laughs> I learned how to do that when I was in like sixth grade, and picked it up again a little while back. Uh, I, I've always been halfway decent with tactile stuff, but. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't honestly tell you why I was able to do it so quickly. The fact is, and this is a terrible secret and one that I've thankfully corrected before I told anybody, I didn't really know how to do it right until until a little while back when I started retraining myself. I was I could understand what was going on inside the lock and I could get them open pretty consistently very quickly. Uh, you know, I, I won my black badge and everything, but I couldn't actually like with just a tension wrench and just a hook, I had no idea what I was doing for a very long time uh, until I decided that if I was actually going to be really good and if I was going to keep up with the competitive stuff, I had to retrain myself. And it was funny because as I sat there with just boxes and boxes of locks, I literally locked all of my rakes in a safe deposit box that I didn't have a key to anymore. <laughs> um, I just sat there with my, my hook and my tension wrench and I picked through a bunch of tackle boxes that were filled with locks nice. and I after the first couple of days actually began to feel all of the things that I've been teaching people they should feel right so it was nice to get it confirmed <laughs> that I actually had it right yep. um, but really that was only like six or eight months ago that I finally retrained myself and I uh, you know I could open locks fast before but now I can open them consistently yeah that's I have to say in in any of my experience it, it was kind of the same way right like when I was young I could like put tool inside of lock jiggle around and when it opened be like yeah I got it <laughs> and then as time went on you know I could still get it but my level of frustration would raise up and down and it wasn't like really me seeing into the lock with my finger it was more just me just like jamming something in and out and hoping it's <laughs> yep. pretty much how i learned how to have sex i mean it's the same thing you just jam it in and out and wait till something surprising happens um, <laughs> wait till it pops <laughs> <laughs> wait till wait till either it pops open or i get caught um 
So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then then you know it. I guess I, I can I can only agree that I've had somewhat to the same experience that I eventually oh God like after trying to explain to people for long enough how to do it, I, I started like listening to my own advice and was like, wow, you're doing this totally fucking wrong. This like, is how you have sex. Yeah. That's how I learned how to have sex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now I suck in bed, uh, but I can open a lock consistently. You know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> well, some girls are kind of like locks. You gotta be gentle. <laughs> yeah, some of Prod them. A little you, bit. Some of them, when you pop the box, you get arrested. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, I told you we can make it dirty. Bam! Done. All right, that shit box is checked. Too, um, too much tension, they get turned off. Too much tension, and it doesn't open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, so, all right, from from your side, what do you think your your number one tip to people is that that are picking? just the tip? Just yeah, the tip. Yeah, there you go. Yes, <laughs> just uh, only the tip. <laughs> uh, the number one tip, honestly. Uh, if when you're first starting out, my number one tip is kind of the antithesis of what we try to teach, but uh, go crazy, break your locks, break your picks. The the first like 15 or 20 times that you open a lock, you're going to have no idea why it happened. And <laughs> if you can't get through the first time, the, the first like 15 or 20, you're going to lose patience with it. So if, if you're not the sort of person who can obsess over some small thing, just go crazy. Get yourself some cheap tools to start with or, you know, uh, or, or a really decent teacher, some some you know inexpensive locks, and, and, and go nuts riddling. with a couple of picks that you don't care about. Because you'll start getting locks open, you'll start to get excited about it, and then you'll slow down. You'll ease up your tension. You know you won't be putting the heavy tension on it anymore. Yeah. You'll get more specific with what you're doing, and then the tactile feedback will start to come. The the first, I I had no idea what I was doing the first few locks that I opened up, but the first major feedback that I got from the lock that I could feel was I knew that my lock was open, I knew that everything was at the shear line, but I hadn't yet pushed the tension wrench the rest of the way to turn it. Yep. And I could just feel it, and when I pushed it, it felt, that was amazing. That, 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 was, that was a phenomenal moment when, when, I, when the lock was open, and I finally understood what had happened. Um, you know, and then you can get more specific, and, and then you can lighten up the tension. Um, but I, you know, I want people to get through those first 15 or 20 openings. To get, so, to get some confidence. You know, it's you okay. Know. You, you can go crazy. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I always kind of could... You, you you can always kind of tell like who who has an idea of feeling it and who's just jamming the lock when they're like yeah pin three's fucked up and you have to do this <laughs> and this because it's halfway bent because at one point we broke a pick in it and it's still kind of like off center <laughs> or yeah. or like that sounds you, like a that sounds like an office conversation we've had once or twice oh god or like like when we're when we're trying to to you know do do that same type of thing we're like just just break the shit out of it. It'll eventually open. And you they pull it out and a spring comes with it and you're like, uh Yeah, yeah. not like that much, but you know, this fucker's dead. We'll yeah. just throw this one in the trash. Well, and that's and that's a, that's a big thing that a lot of people don't understand. We get people all the time who will be like, "Hey, can, I, I, you know, can you break a lock when you pick it?" And they're asking because they're locked out of their house now. You know, they're, <laughs> right. they're, they're, they're not asking in advance of destroying the lock. They're asking after ripping a spring out or after dropping a master wafer or whatever the case may be. Right. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. That's awesome. It's actually it's, it's the first thing that I did when I came back from Hope. 
Uh, my friends dropped me off late at night at my apartment. I was feeling pretty awesome. Uh, you know, I let myself in with a key in, into the building, but then outside my apartment door, I decided to pick the lock, and it, you know, it slipped open like that really fast, got to 180 degrees, and I didn't know it at the time. I would find out a month later. I dropped a master wafer out of it in uh-huh. the keyway, and it got stuck, and I turned it back, and now my key wouldn't work anymore. And I had to over. sleep in the hallway. And my <laughs> care. He was hilarious. He's like this fresh off the boat Irish guy. Uh, we would pay him in cash with our rent. He'd rip it out of our. He'd open his door, rip it out of his, our hands, slam the door while yelling, "I love this country." Um, so, <laughs> so he didn't care. He didn't fix it. I had to. I had to study, and that helped me learn a lot actually in that first month because I had to fix that stupid lock before he moved out. Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> before you get back in, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, J- Jackalope and I. Decided to, to try and increase our pick food because we, like, didn't have enough time for just sitting down to practice. Um, mm-hmm. that, that we were going to try and live two weeks without keys. So we took our keys and gave huh. them to an arbitrator who, who, who would wait until we, like, cried to the point of utter defeat. Um, <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know, I'm a consultant, so I'm having to, like tactically try and figure out what cars I can use jigglers to open and start that don't have like key chips built into the key so that we can figure out like all right I have to use this shitty rental company that's off airport property so that I could jiggle the car open because I'm not getting a fucking key and losing this shit oh that's brilliant that's and, fantastic uh, and I, I, had to, I had to <laughs> yeah I I, I I had a lot of the same like yep broke that lock gotta find another way into my house <laughs> you know fuck <laughs> oh, that's uh, we we always we always make the joke that like you know, uh, you know, lock somebody out of a bathroom with enough deadbolts and they'll become a good picker before long. Um, <laughs> but that's awesome. That's awesome that you took it to that level of necessity. <laughs> it was it was fun. It it's not something I think we'll do again because I don't know how many times I had to like walk twenty miles or like you know <laughs> do, do shit that required me to go somewhere else or call people like crying like I can't get it <laughs> like you don't have a key no I just I just come over. Fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, or calling no, I Ryan. Was, uh, I, I don't know um, where my pick set is. I first, forgot it. <laughs> the first time that I ever on? successfully picked an auto lock at all, it was completely out of necessity. Street cleaning was coming the next day. My car was on the wrong side of the street, and I had lost my keys. So, uh-huh. like two in the morning, I snuck out of the house and I stole my own car and <laughs> drove it to the other side of the block. It was uh, it, it, it was exhilarating because you get to feel like you're actually you know <laughs> like dude, I stole a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was mine, but that was the shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, if the cop catches you and you still can't get into the car to prove anything, you're boned. You yeah, know? exactly. You, you got to be able to get at that paperwork. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I had explained it on one of the episodes like the day after I got arrested, but I was <laughs> in the back of a cop car and uh, the cop had locked his keys in the car. And and he's st- and like you you can see in his eyes that he locked his keys in the car because there's that blank stare while he's on my side of the car and he's just staring at the keys in the ignition and I'm like fuck are you serious so he's like staring at me and staring back and like looking at his phone trying to decide if he's gonna make the like I'm an idiot and I locked my keys and my perp in the car and. Uh, And so I'm, like, yelling at him through the window. I'm like, sir, if you authorize it, I can get out of the handcuffs and get your keys for you. (laughs) And he's just looking at me with this hugely confused look on his face. And I'm like, I will not do it unless you give me authorization. But I I can get your keys for you. 
and he's just like staring at me and he's about to respond and then like you see him have like a moment of realization where like he digs in his pocket and has an extra key and he like yeah. opens the door and he, he goes what did and then he just like closes the door again goes to the front seat and sits down and he goes now what did you just say and I was like sir I can open the handcuffs to get you your keys if you want me to but I'm not gonna fuck with it otherwise because that's really rude and he was like <laughs> rude he's like how do you expect to do that and I like you know reached back and got to my wallet and got to a bobby pin that was in it and I'm yep. like using this and he's like and he just looks at me and shakes his head he goes put that shit away and like shakes his head and fucking closes the door and drives off and we're like laughing and talking about you know like Locksport and other shit like on our way yep. to the jail <laughs> I so I, I was arrested a little while back myself, <laughs> and uh, and everything worked out beautifully. I was held not responsible for everything. Everything was great, um, but I did. They ended up putting me in like a paddy wagon, and I was cuffed like five times throughout the day, um, and only two of the five times did they bother to double lock me. And of course, I was back there checking every time. Right. Um, yeah, and. Uh, um, and and it was funny because the, the the person who did it right, the person who did it, the the only person who cuffed me correctly both times was the rookie, was the new kid. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Who also hilariously, they had him be the one to actually book me. He lost his Miranda card, so they were all making fun of him <laughs> not having a Miranda card. And then he came over and, and delivered. You know, he says my rights to me, and then he kind of looks down at the card and looks looks over his shoulder, and the other cops are just staring at him. He looks back at me and says, uh, "You got anything to add to that?" <laughs> and I said, and I said, I said, add to my rights. He said, Yeah, I guess. I have the right to I be free. Yes. I have the right exactly. to not I, be I, here I, and I go home. I have the right home. to drive home now, sir. <laughs> uh, I said, No, I, I can't. I can't imagine what I'd say. <laughs> I have the right to a cigarette and a glass of booze. That's <laughs> awesome. I actually got pulled over once uh, for a failed for not failed for a, uh, an expired inspection sticker. And the cop, as he was walking up to the car, saw a couple of pairs of handcuffs in my passenger seat because I was practicing for gringo. Yeah. And, uh, and he, get, he got pretty nervous, I guess. And, and he was actually very polite about everything. But this was the first time that I had ever been like, you know, get out of the car, hands on the hood sort of situation. Right. So I was sitting there like with a goofy, you know, I was like, oh, You're no like, problem. Hi. And I like <laughs> put my hands lightly on. And then he like shoves my back down. And I was terrified. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he's like, you he want a candy bar, down, little boy? Like, Why do you have the handcuffs in your car? I'm a competitive sex. lock picker. There's a big competition coming up. Yeah, and he said, but why handcuffs? Why do you have handcuffs? I was like, oh, uh, uh, there's a big competition, and I need to know how to open the cuffs. He's like, why the cuffs? Why cuffs? I was like, oh, you start in cuffs, and then you have to get yourself out of the cuffs. And then you have to get through, and I start explaining the whole thing. He's done patting me down at this point. He's, and like, he's just zip, looking zip at Fuck me. Fuck you. <laughs> disbelief. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> But he he didn't believe it, and he said, uh, "You know, sir, you're getting pretty good at getting out of cuffs." I was like, "Ah, not you know, not bad. I'm doing okay." <laughs> and he said, "Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll cuff you right now, and if you can get out of them, I won't give you a citation." What? And I was getting so excited, and I totally, you know. I realized later that the guy was having a joke, but at the time I was so excited. So I start asking him all sorts of crazy questions about his cuffs, and he literally like takes half a step back from me because we're on uh, we're on Storo Drive in Boston. Oh which, Anybody who knows Boston, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. There are tons <laughs> of cars going by, and and once again, only later did I realize that he doesn't. I said, you know, do you double lock? He's like, every time. I'm like, okay, that's all right, that's okay. I can get out of that, no problem. And you know, I'm I'm really jazzing myself up, and finally he like stops me. He's like, we're not doing that, <laughs> and just right. 
to be the citation. Like, and, you know, I realized later, he doesn't want some guy flailing around, bashing his wrists into a wall to unseat the double lock of a cuff, and then getting out of them while car after car watches like, this watches cop. just go on. <laughs> exactly. And then it yeah, ends up on YouTube, and they're like... Escape from handcuffs. <laughs> Could you imagine that 911 call? I just drove past an officer, and he's beating this man. I think they're tasing him while he's in cuffs. It's fucked up. He's he doing t- this weird spasm <laughs> thing. He keeps yelling, don't tase me, bro. It's, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> uh, he was very nice. I got to say, every run-in that I've had with the cops, particularly when it comes to locks and me being like super curious about it, they have been constant, like A, consummate professionals, and B, really like really nice dudes. I, I, I've only run into one cop who, who was at all... Uh, who who was at all into giving me a hassle? But everybody else I've dealt with was really nice. Yeah, for the most part, if you're respectful I, to a police yeah. officer, they'll be respectful. And because they're not used to that, yeah, they're yeah. used to people being like, "Fuck you! I didn't do shit." And you know? drunk like, or and loaded yeah, or whatever. <laughs> well, no, it's exa- it's exactly what you said about you know, like <laughs> if you authorize me, I can do this. I will not otherwise. You yeah. Know, the, that sort of I, I wrote a I wrote a letter uh, uh, commending the rookie. I, I was like, you know, this guy arrested me, and he did a really good job of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I have no idea what the what the result of that was, but I sent that into the to the police department. Yeah, I, was, I was really impressed by the kid. I, I did the same thing with the the guy who arrested me, and and brought and mine was for stupid like fucking expired registration. And I missed the court date, and like you know that's why I got arrested. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, but mine, uh, was, mine was similarly stupid, traffic related. Yeah. yeah, just dumb shit. And and the guy when he dropped me off in the jail, he was like, "Mr. Nickerson, I have to say, you are the nicest, most respectful person I've ever had to bring to jail." And I just started laughing oh. hysterically, like, like <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, "You're the nicest cop that ever brought me to jail." I guess, man, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. You're a good uh, dude. Sorry. Well, that, no, that's great. You know? When they were doing my uh, when they were doing my prints and everything, uh, I had to get fingerprinted a while back because I was doing some para educating in a middle school. Yeah. Um, and you know that was all like ink and stuff. So that was the last time I had ever dealt with fingerprints. So he brought me in and it was the whole like big electronic oh, the laser, deal. I had never seen it before. And I thought it was. Yeah. I, th- yeah, I, th- I thought it was super cool. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just started hearing my voice echoing back to me, and I thought one of you was speaking. Anyway. Um, so he does the, you know, does each of the finger pads, uh, you know, and, and little things are, you know, some of the ridges are lighting up and being highlighted or whatever. And I look over at the guy, I'm like, this is, this is pretty neat. You know, do, do you know why those are, are highlighting? He's like, oh, uh, yeah. So it highlights some of the ridges on your fingers, and I don't know why. And then he burst into laughter. <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing, and then he like slides back the screen for this glass roller that they do your whole hand on. When he put that back, I literally I went, oh, and he's like, yeah, this is my favorite part, <laughs> dude. So yeah, they were great. They were really they were really nice. I, and you know, and and if for nothing else, I, I was so I was held not responsibly because I was literally innocent of what had happened. I was avoiding a collision, and there was an officer who saw me after I avoided the collision driving on the sidewalk so i got hit for reckless endangerment right and brought in for all of that um but you know good on them for being for being so nice and friendly and polite to begin with just because we should treat each other nicely but again like i literally was completely innocent of what happened so why take the risk that you're being a complete jerk to somebody who was just driving and trying not to get into an accident Right. right right 
Yeah, and and at the end of the day, you get to see like their cool pseudo CSI shit, which is kind yeah, of it's yeah. a fun like little tour that you didn't have to pay for. No, I, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I got to check out a lot of neat locks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's when you're you're sitting in like the little drunk tank with people, and there's like a million mm. shit faced people, and people are all whacked out, and then you who's in there for like a ticket, you know? And, exactly. And they're yeah. looking at well, you like, were- man, what did you do? And I'm like, I didn't pay my sh- shit. My, my stuff, dude. It's fucking crazy. Uh, it's I, crazy I shit. I didn't crash into a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was driving on the sidewalk because I was going crazy, and they're like, "Damn, you a gangster!" Hi, 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 on crack. I couldn't help it. Hi, on crack. Got some bad shit. Just started driving on the sidewalk, <laughs> fucking people up. Oh. They're like, "I ain't never driving with you, motherfucker." I was driving on the sidewalk. I was trying to run over that fucking cop, man. I fucking hate cops. I was got his ass too. You know that, you know that game Crazy Taxi. Yeah, Crazy Taxi. Where'd you learn how to do that? Oh, fucking video games, man. That's my excuse. I heard that shit to get you out of court, man. Video Taxi and Grand Theft Auto, man. GTA, yeah. I thought I could just get out, steal that bitch's car, drive around on the sidewalk. That's cool, dude. That's awesome. Uh, All right. Well, (laughs) my bad. My bad. Sorry, we get <laughs> part of our podcast is the fact that we just get off track pretty much for oh, all of yeah, it. No, I, I am. I personally am quite pleased that we've spent far more time talking about hilarious arrests than than anything to do with locks. Good. Yeah. Good. yeah. You, when you were talking about the the new fingerprint thing, a laser pad. Um, the one time I've gotten arrested was in New Orleans, and I actually had to teach the cop. How to use how to the clean fucking the laser pad? Clean the blood off well, of your hand after he beat the fuck out of you. Yeah. You have to clean it first, dude. Otherwise, the print doesn't work. The blood's all on my fucking ridges and shit. You can't get a good print off of that. Uh, no, I don't know if the. I guess he hadn't been trained on it, so he's just putting my finger on the pad, not doing the roll thing. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, I'm looking at the thing, going, "All right, I got this. This is fucking easy." I'm like, "No, dude, you have to roll with my finger." He just kind of looks at me for a minute. And I'm like. Seriously, the little arrows at the bottom of the pad, you, they, they go across. You kind of roll my finger with that so that my, my contact's po- point is with the arrow. Yeah, so it's and flat. You get the whole yeah. print. So he's like getting like, you know, 60%, 40%. <laughs> it's like fail, fail, yeah, fail. She's like, broke. I'm like, watch. And I, I ripped my I wrist. I loved that they had the scoring mechanism. That, that was, was awesome. awesome. Yes. I was kind of proud of my cop when he would get like a 98. Yeah. And you're like, good job, man. <laughs> well, I, I was like, that was a good my... one, dude. I was like, oh, man, you only you only, you only only failed one. That was like, that was like 14 <laughs> points of, of identification there. <laughs> dude, this should, my, my fingerprint should pop up in like three seconds in a mm-hmm. search. Yeah, I finally... <laughs> Like watch, and I roll my finger with the thing. I'm like, just roll it with the laser, and he looks at me, and the thing pops up, and it's like 97 percent. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I got an A. I win. Oh, that's perfect. You get me one <laughs> negative one point on my citation. It's a hundred dollars <laughs> off my bail, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't drunk. Oh, that'd be I was gr- just that'd intoxicated. Be great if, oh man, if. If when you got arrested, there were like feats of feats of strength and technology that you could perform achievements to, yes. un, to unlock yes. your bail discounts. I think, I think it would depend on. I think it, I think it would depend on like like snitching like on a gang member gets you out of jail immediately. You just point like at the if, drunk tank. You're like, that dude's in a gang. And they're like, all right, go home. <laughs> Oh, that'd be yeah, that'd be perfect. Or if if at like your your pretrial hearing, the judge got up like like George Costanza's father and said, "This trial isn't over till I get pinned." And you got <laughs> oh, to like go, go like wrestle them. That would be amazing. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. Wrestle a judge. <clears throat> See, this is... <laughs> These are the improvements that we're ready to make on the world. The well, world's just not ready to have them made. <laughs> it's going to be in the next version of Mafia Wars, like pin a judge in courtroom. Pin a judge. <laughs> if you throw your pen and can successfully stick it into them, into the you judge's win. Eye. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Instead of, instead of like punch the monkey, uh-huh. the little punch the monkey head to win an iPod. You, know, like, you have to you shank have their to attorney. Shank the judge. <laughs> oh, the, you know, they... Yeah, you offer up one one funny idea, and all yeah. of a sudden you can't run for office anymore. Yeah. That's all right. Oh, we knew that wasn't going to happen <laughs> a long me. time ago. Yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. the, 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 the opening music to this episode will probably support that feat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the day there's a news announcement, Chris Nickerson's running for office, man, people are going to be unlocking shit tons of boxes like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. 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 Look at all this. And I'm just going to use that as my PR material. I'll be like, look at how much press I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. No, don't read like, it. Don't no, read it. Look at it. Bad yeah, press is it's still cool. press. Yeah, it's no it's like bad press. Like, I don't look need a budget for advertising. In the Washington Journal. Yeah, dude. I don't. I can tell that to my constituents. Like, I don't I don't need an advertising budget. Don't worry. People will talk enough about me anyway. <laughs> dude, we can figure out, like, how to tie you into all kinds of crazy shit. Like, yeah, he was part of Nixon's fucking Watergate conspiracy. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've I was, got video proof. I was Hold still on, let me a, open Final Cut. Dude, I was still a seed in my dad's bag, and I was helping out. <laughs> it was all good. Wow. Um, wow. All right, so one more. What's your favorite pick? Uh, so my first pick in a lock is a Bogota rake uh, made by Ray Connor. Is sold by Sarah Pick. They're amazing. Uh, and out of deference to them and the amazing work they're doing with it, it is not actually what I'm producing um, because they they're already doing the perfect job of it. So I want to I want to throw the business their way. They're they're amazing. Cool. What, so, what about what yeah. about out of your set? Okay, yeah, that's fair. Uh, the DeForest Diamond. DeForest. So. Uh, Bogota Rake and DeForest Diamond are the two picks that I use 90% of the time, and then all of the rest of it are for either harder locks or trickier situations. Uh, and some people might be more comfortable picking with a couple of the different hooks. Um, basically, a lot of people's favorite will be like the Gonzo, or their favorite will be, uh, you know, it, th- there's a whole variety. And actually, the big update that I'm doing tonight goes through a ton of the pick types and their best use. Um, so. So yeah, the DeForest Diamond's my favorite. That's my primary hook, and it's uh, just a small offset diamond at the end of at the end of the blade of the pick. It's, so is that a is fantastic. that that's that's a diamond with an angle right to it? Ex- ex- exactly. Yeah. Check. Cool. That's, that's what, awesome. What's, yeah. What's the URL for your for your Kickstarter Kickstarter thing? Uh, so the easiest way to get to it is to go to openlocksport.com uh, and big big Kickstarter widget on that page. Or if you search Kickstarter for Locksport, I'm the only project. <laughs> right on. Cool. Rock and roll. Well, dude, thank you for enlightening us on picks and arrests and <laughs> ideas ideas of how we can Screaming. unlock discounts in court. Screaming pharaohs. <laughs> Can we, can we hear? Is the uh, pharaoh about to scream? Because I really we need to hear a screaming pharaoh. Anubis <laughs> hates you. Oh, the pharaoh! Did you? Oh, you couldn't hear it. No. Oh, this microphone. This microphone works too well. But I will. You know what? I will send you a couple yes. of choice audio files that you are welcome nice. to mix in there. We'll right. just put it in. We'll just have licks like do a little bit of remixing in the back. That's good because then it can go in. It can go into one of our bumpers. We can just have screaming pharaoh bumper. <laughs> Definitely. Speaking of which, you know, I think it's funny, like of pharaohs and stuff. Did they? They had, um, I, yeah. I, hey, I'm so excited be to hear what this so, 
at, at DIA, um, at the Denver airport, right? Yeah. They had Anubis, like, Anubis, yeah. like looking over the airport. Oh, that's right, that crazy right? fucking statue. And then, yeah, how fucking hilarious is that? Well, it kind of like, ma- matched the fucking blue demon horse I thing. I know. So we have this giant demon horse with, with a, a huge cock, cock. That's like the size of its entire body underneath it and red glowing eyes. And then for another art project, they put this statue up. And I'm thinking, like, you have Satan's demon cock horse and the fucking, like, god of the undead. And, you know, like. And you're supposed to be careful. Like, harbinger of death. In the airport, you know, <laughs> like oh. that's that's what you want to see on those windy days and the planes Dude, like flipping yeah, back the and planes forth. Planes going back and forth. You see that motherfucker looking at you like, "Good luck." <laughs> see you when you cross I'll the be sticks, waiting bitch. For I you. hope you got a coin. <laughs> you know. Oh, it, it, it occurs to me that I should probably check in with my boss before I send you audio files of our show. <laughs> 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 that's awesome uh, right. thank you guys so much I yeah, really appreciate man. you helping getting the word out I can't tell you the number of people in my informal poll on Kickstarter who directly pointed to uh, to you guys for, for getting the word out I really appreciate awesome. it yeah no dude problem. anything we can do to help projects that are that are like yours that gets you know gets people aware and and starts you know really kind of driving how this works as well as you know helping you out to start something that's, that's passionate I mean that's, well, that's get, what it's all about and you get cool shit Right? Yeah, you and really yeah, good cool shit. Locks Speaking picks. of which, um, a question that I had personally and some other people asked me, if we decide that, that I want to go up to like the $500 level or the million dollar level or whatever the hell crazy levels I can yep, get to, yep. um, can I just add the difference and go to that level or do I have to like rebuy in? No, you can adjust your... Uh, on the Kickstarter page oh, for whatever project it is, you should be able to manage your pledge. There'll be a button for that, and you can change it to whatever you want. Cool. All right. Well, that's that's good for everyone to know. And then beyond that, I will hit you in some other thread to talk about us going to Bam. China and and breaking into Chinese government buildings with their permission. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> crazy and amazing. Yes. Amazing. Awesome. Oh, Love it. Um, before I go, Nikita said, "Tell Snooky Wookie Pants." I said, "Hi." I, ju- I just saw that. I just saw that in my tweet deck. Yes, I think you know. <laughs> All right, dude. We're going to let uh, you go. Thanks again for talking with us. Awesome. Thank you guys right, so much. Have a good ya. one. Ciao. That was way too that, much fun. That was fun. Um, so, um, entirely, I have something that I was I found while I was still talking. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, did you see that 4chan's founder was uh, someone to testify? It was what? No. He was someone to testify in Sarah Palin's email hacking trial. What? Because 4chan had a whole bunch of shit from the email <coughs> stuff get up. And all the all his testimony turned into was like describing shit like what's lurker mean? What's caps mean? What's new fags mean? <laughs> <laughs> so like the court transcript actually has like question. And is there any significance to quote new fags? <laughs> Answer that is a term used to describe new users of the site. What about B-tard? <laughs> what about 404? It's like Rickroll. He had to describe Rickrolling in a fucking awesome. federal court. That is fucking awesome. I love it. Dude, that's... This world is so fucking worthless <laughs> in so many ways. God, no shit. Uh, you know, one thing, not worthless, um, but, but cool... In the fact that people claim it as brand new technology, but the technology was, you know, developed in like the 1800s. Um, 
So they they did another release today talking about how to pull electricity from air and how you can use electrically charged particles and uh, chemical wafer sets and all this other crap um, to extract energy and use that to charge devices. Okay. Um, so it was great because they, you know, they they also go through and which was nice is that they they credited Tesla going like yeah you know he figured this out and you know 1892 before he was murdered by the U.S. government because you know he figured too much shit out. Um, fucking Edison. Yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> fucking Edison had him whacked. That's some bullshit. Because uh, we would be we would have fucking space cars and shit we right would now if he didn't flying not. cars. Like, but they wouldn't just be flying. They, they would, would like fly to the be moon. zero energy. You could go back and forth to the moon. You could like there we would be, have all sorts of dope shit. There'd be no shit. green movement because there wouldn't be a need. There to wouldn't be. need to be. Yeah. Because he'd be like, oh, you want to fix that? Hit the fucking fix ozone button. And it'd be like, bam, refreshed. Ozone is totally renewed. Um, oh, you want to take out LA? Hit this earthquake button. Which I don't understand because technically we can create heavy ozone gases. So why don't we just make a bunch and put that shit back up there? I'm sure there's not enough money in it. Yeah. That's, either, that's the reason. Either no, there's I mean, not really, enough money. That's the reason. Either you can't make enough money doing it or there's not enough money to spend to make it. Cause like Hitachi is the one who like, made the machine go, to do it. Rah rah rah! Yeah, Recycle. Al Gore. Yeah, fucking he made the Global internet. Warming. Fucking man bear pig. <laughs> man bear pig. <laughs> Did you see that episode? Yeah. Of that park? That was awesome. Um, Fervor- I'm cereal. <laughs> I am so cereal. <laughs> but you know, I was that article. I was thinking about it, um, and I I just I, I've searched like for half of today trying to find it. It's like wasted my day. But there was a company that you and I were talking about that I had showed you back when we were at Alt Tech mm-hmm. that had a device yeah, yeah, yeah. that you could and, add and to your cell phone and they could, you could charge your cell phone from ambient radio wave frequency. Yeah, and the modulation between the frequency would create energy and it'd be used to like trickle charge your cell phone. So it wouldn't like well, it wasn't charge just, it, wasn't but it was cell like phones either. It. it was like well, yeah, all, all sorts of shit. shit. But like it wouldn't it wouldn't like charge it up, but it would keep it with enough power that it could be like operating. Yeah, for you had longer. a friend of yours that was working there or something. Yeah, and they just let they're just they're they totally gone off the internet. They're they're not anywhere on the fucking internet. <laughs> like Google Cash, gone. Everything gone. <clears throat> so if anyone has fucking Edison again, man, motherfuckers. <laughs> so light bulb making him, piece of him shit. And, I him and Walt, yeah, run around. You and Walt, robot legs, and your goddamn DC power. You fuckers eating, <laughs> eating Cuban babies, <laughs> eating Cuban babies only. Um, sorry, robot chicken thing. That was a great episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, if anybody can find that, please like let me know because I, I I can't for the life of me. And the dude that I knew that worked there gone, out of contact. Goodbye. Yeah, you haven't talked to him in fucking years. No, it's been like f- at least it's four years four since I've talked. Yeah. Um, and I have no, and I tried to get home today, and nothing. Like nothing on cell phone. <clears throat> cell phones are gone. Email addresses fucking bounced. Everything's gone. So I'd love to know what happened to what kind of fucking black ops crazy projects or it's just murder, ops, murder scene that they ran on it. Edison. I know. It's, <laughs> He's like, I got this shit. There we go. Next, next El shirt is just fuck fucking Edison. Yeah. On the front, that's it. Eat, fight, fuck. <laughs> Eat, fight, fuck, and fuck Edison. Um, wow. Do my horoscope today is wow. You could learn something now that makes you reconsider your position about an important religious or political issue. Bam. Fuck Edison. There it yeah. is. Even if you're ambivalent, go ahead and make the choice anyway. The choice is fuck, fuck Edison. Edison. 
Although the outcome of this period could impact the flow of your life in years to come. Because well, yeah, he's going to have me fucking murdered. <laughs> right? Today's decision may... You don't have electricity anymore, ever. <laughs> Today's decision may not ultimately be the one that matters for you. Wait. What? Today's decision may not ultimately be the one that matters for you might change your mind again before it is set in stone. Wait, so, you use punctuation in that shit. I know, right? Fucking assholes. Um, <laughs> fucking Google. Um, yeah, fuck Google too. Some Indian guy. They outsourced horoscopes like years Dude. ago. <laughs> you want to have very hello, nice curry tonight? Hello, my name is Sally. <laughs> when is your birthday? We are in Detroit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, buddy. I do like those Capital One card commercials, where it's like some dude sitting in a shack in like Siberia, and he's like, "Hello, my name is Mary. I will help you today." <laughs> oh. Actually, speaking of Russia, did you hear about the the Russian uh, Carter, like big time Carter that got popped? No. Um, he's a dual citizen of the Ukraine and Israel, and was like one of the oldest. <laughs> that, he's an old. That's a good combo. Yeah, he's 27 years old. One of the one of the oldest founders of or members of this website that's no longer around called Carter Planet. He's so one of the old guys. Yeah, he's like one of the old guys. He's been around for apparently fucking ever, and he's been charged with all kinds. He's like, uh, let's see. He was indicted in the U.S. last November on charges of access device fraud and aggravated identity theft. And then, um, well, he decided he wanted to go on vacation with all the money he'd been stealing. And Aww, like, I've seen pictures. Gonzalez I've seen and pictures, his boat. I've seen pictures of this guy's house and shit. And it's, it's huge. And he's just loaded like, up. All kinds of fucking sports cars and shit. And, Good stuff. But yeah, so he gets arrested. He gets arrested in France while boarding a flight going home. So they let him have his vacation. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and popped him on the way home. That's awesome. And he's being held in France pending extradition. Maximum of 10 years in prison and it's only cool. $250,000 fine. Dude, all you Which, gotta do for I mean, France is threaten to declare war on him. They'll roll over. Oh fuck yeah! They'll <laughs> wave the white flag and everything. And if they can't find the white flag, they'll make one. They'll make a they'll croissant. Like, they'll be like, here. They'll fucking like rip off the tidy whities and like wave it around <laughs> without taking off their pants. And like, hey, it hurts, uh, but I surrender. So, you know, back back to wonderful old school hijinks. Um, I like that it appears there's. There's at least some hope left for the hacking community. There is? Yeah, because, you know, I'm starting to see old stuff happen again, which hasn't been happening in a while. Like, like hacks happen because people... Because it was funny. Because well, it's funny, or like, like, you know, I hacked Microsoft so I could get the new version of Halo, right? That's awesome. That's really that's fucking God, awesome. Like, How many times did Ultima Online oh get hacked before God. it came out so that people could get it and start like like well, Xing up characters and fucking hooking shit up and you know I mean like that's great. That makes me that makes me have hope for the hacker community because everybody's such a bitch. Like eh, I found this Microsoft and I hacked this site. And we got credit cards. Like fuck that. Like go hack shit for fun. Like go hack shit so you can put it on a go, fucking where's site. Go steal the next fucking Call of Duty thing. I know. I, I want that. I, I, I want, want that shit. Yeah. Like and and you know what? what? Yeah, I get it. I'm not. No, I'm not fucking lead enough to hack. You know, whatever the EA. fuck, EA or IGN or whoever the fuck, IGN, you're right. or whoever the fuck owns it now, or, 
You know, like, hack the shit out of them and steal that shit. Give me a fucking cool mod so I can play that shit on my Xbox and play it online. You know, like, don't, don't tell me about how many credit cards and Ferraris you bought with them. Like, I don't care. You're a pussy. You know, like, like give me shit that I can do and play video games and fucking make free phone calls. And, like, whatever happened to us just hacking shit so that we can have voice bridges so we could, you know, get 30 people together and free call a fucking porn line and make fun of them. You know, like, like what... God, that was way more fun than all of this douchebaggery where people are like, I'm putting the screws to Adobe again today. Be like, well, that doesn't help me or make me laugh, so fuck yourself. Fucking publish it in dark reading and get over yourself. You know, like, like, come on. Wow. You know what did kind of make me laugh, though? Have you seen all the different countries that are like, fuck BlackBerry? Oh, yeah. Like, Saudi Arabia's like, you're not coming in here. So BlackBerry's like, okay, well... Here's our server that you can keep in your country. And they're like, okay, you can All right, come fine, in. you can come in. And now India's doing it, and everybody's like, how many how many uh, BlackBerry servers in the world do you think they'll be under country control by the time this is all said and done? Dude, less than the number of Google <laughs> servers that are under NSA <laughs> <True>. control. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So I think we have, a, we have a new project. Yeah. I was listening to him talk about, like, you know, picking and all that. I was like, Wow, what can we steal that we haven't stolen yet? And I have it's a limited. It is limited, but I I think there's (coughs) one thing we haven't thought of before. We should steal a cloud, like a whole cloud, like a whole fucking Google cloud or Verizon cloud, or just you know enough of it to hurt it. (laughs) Like, and what's the point? I don't know. To test to see if it's really as resilient of a cloud as they say it is. How tough is it? What happened? Like, All of these three data centers went offline at the same time. Now what? <laughs> oh, Wait, but it wasn't really three. It was just this one. Where is your cloud? I don't want to do that. I just want to steal all the backups so that when they go do an incremental so, so and the incremental just goes... Just steal Iron Mountain. You don't have to steal it. They're fucked up enough. You could just walk yeah. in and wipe it out. Hopefully the front door locks are a lot better than the locks they put on those plastic boxes. <laughs> those those little two-pin, like... Are they even two-pin? I think they're worse than fucking luggage locks. Are they like TSA locks, the little, like... Yeah. You just, like, shove a toothpick in it and turn really hard? <laughs> yeah. That's hot. Um, Hit it with a cube of ice. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, thing pops it goes open. thunk. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to talk about the DLL stuff, because I'm sure every other podcast is like, whoa, whoa DLL stuff, it's yeah, so crazy, it's fucking... Yeah. yeah, all right, great, another client side attack, next. Um, you know, cool, use it. I mean, it's in Metasploit now, and Dave added it to set, so, like, anyone who's talking about it, like, hit one, or hit five for DLL, and fucking hit enter, and you're done. Like, I don't need to teach you how to use it, but it's already there. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Dun, dun, da, da. Fucking, <laughs> oh, you your got Metasploit five cents on your tip roll. Of the day. You know? Uh, yeah, speaking of which. Your Acunetics. We have an Acunetics sponsored tip of the day. Tip of the day. Just the tip. I don't know if it's really sponsored by Acunetics, but it's an, it's definitely an Acunetics tip well, of the day. Well, Acunetics, A-K-U-N-E-T-I-X, Acunetics. Now, Acunetics sponsored tip of the day. Uh, in order to get your scanner to perform at a much better capacity, you want to have less false positives. How do you do that? Well, Acunetics will tell you. Here's a quick tip to make your can- scanner never, ever, ever produce false positives. If you're on a Windows machine, click the little circle in the bottom that has the small square that looks like the Microsoft icon. Go on over to Control Panel. Once you hit Control Panel, go to Add Remove Programs. Once you find Add Remove Programs, 
gently scroll down to Akinetics and click the uninstall button. After you click the uninstall button in a series of next, 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 your scanner will be appropriately configured to never produce a false positive again. Thank you so much. Sponsored by Acunetics. <laughs> tip of the day. <laughs> Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> we need to make a little wave file for that now. <laughs> da, 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 da. Just, Just the tip. tip. <laughs> yep. We should get rich on the I know we do. We, we have to get rich on the show. Speaking of cloud security, we need to get rich on the show to talk about like how cloud security actually works versus the like theoretical cloud security stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, since he gets to fucking deal with it every goddamn day. Because he has to deal with protecting it every single fucking day. Um, what's new? What did I use this week? New stuff. Um, Gates wrote, pretty much wrote this into Metasploit um, to look for uh, directory traversal. Um, and has a huge list of cool directory traversal stuff that Metasploit can scan for automatically. But dot dot pwn also wrote one that has like 870 payloads. Um <laughs> So you can take those and make some edits, which are actually really good to put them into Metasploit. Um, oh, my God. See that? See? All right, guys. Listen. As soon as I said that about the DLL thing, Twitter someone goes, yay, exotic liability is back. Hopefully they can dedicate a whole episode to DLL O-Day or pistol whipping podcasts that do. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> yes. This is why I love our listeners, because they're like, it's dumb that everybody talks about this shit. Well, they already know what we're going to do. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Next. Paul will cover that. <laughs> in detail. Um, is he allowed to cover it before Tunnel puts it in? Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to put it in? I don't know if it's going to fit. Try the tip. <laughs> you should try the tip. The tip. <laughs> All right, pay back for the whole shaft, but you with. only need the tip. <laughs> Monsters of God. <laughs> oh God! Wow. Um, anyway, Dot Dot Pwn has some cool stuff in the payloads that you may want to add to Gates's version of the Metasploit directory traversal stuff, because um, it worked well, and I actually did find some shit that I didn't find otherwise uh, in a test. Um, Mubix was talking about some stuff with forensics, and because of that, it led me out to the Mobius forensic toolkit, which is pretty cool. And they just recently made an update to it, uh, which is neat because it has a bunch of case management shit and everything else. Uh, admin log on Finder. Um, there's a new, uh, on Gunslinger code, uh, there was a new uh, script that just looks for admin logins and control panel sections. Uh, real good thing to do if you're testing huge environments uh, because what I find often when we run into other pen testing companies and look at their complete garbage report, not to say that all of them are, because some of them are actually really, really good, um, but by far uh, the big companies, when they look at large like slash 24s or multiple slash 24s or slash 16s, they, they don't do appropriate amounts of visual inspection. Um, so we wrote a script to just open 443 and 80 on every single IP address inside of that and just load out tabs and do them in spaces and just physically look at each one of those pages. And then also use something like Admin Logon Finder to go through and scan that all of those and again for any of the control panel admin logon pages. Uh, it's always an easy way in, especially if you get in a large network that has over you know 100 or so hosts. You most definitely are going to find shit. So... Take a look there. Um, not that I want to give you a security tip because I'm more appropriately tooled to talk about strippers. Apparently. 
how to fuck people, apparently, after the lock conversation. <laughs> Have you seen the ICanStalkYou.com page? Uh, is that, like, the please rob me type shit? It's similar, yeah. Except this one actually has, like, GPS. Oh, this is the one that does the automated metadata analysis. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, was going to talk about that, or talk, talked about it some at, at B-Sides in Vegas, but I uh, was going to do another speech on it. Um, fuck, I can't remember his name. That's my bad. I'm sorry. I would credit you if I could remember. I'm just dumb. Shownuff, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, who is, like, crazy. That's Jason's tool that he released at... Besides, besides it's yeah, websites finally, out. and and it's awesome because not only does it do passive who is uh, for most of the net up to what it's up to like <clears throat> one eighty dot something mm-hmm. so far, yeah, uh, so a good healthy chunk of the entire internet, um, but it also uh, integrates with Shodan. So as you type in a result and get some of the results, or you type in a, a query and get some of the results back, you can link it to the Shodan results from that so you can continue being passive on the, on the entire thing. Um, and part of that passive analysis, I like to use, have you used a, like, it's a plugin for fucking Firefox called Passive Recon? Yeah. Um, so that's another great place to look for stuff. And then I know Rob's going to be pulling in some of his results into Shonuff, Um in order to mix in the PTRs and all the PTR scanning that he did on top of the WHOIS records and on top of the Shodan results. So it'll be a really, really powerful tool. Um, and it, it, I mean, it is right now. It's awesome, right? Because then you don't have to send any packets towards people that you're testing. You could just do it all passively. Um, but yeah, man, that's super good shit. Um, on, the, on the social side of stuff, have you seen uh, Schneier just posted about it pretty recently um, about classifying deceptive discussions and how some people made uh, some control modules and, you know, random keywords and vocal analysis stuff that were getting deception by like 50 to 60 percent accuracy just by analyzing a call? Damn. Yeah. Really, really neat. So I think that's 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 fun with some of the visual stuff that they're doing with body language because for some reason I've been on like a real big kick with the body language stuff lately and reading way too much about that stuff um but but yeah this is around you know tonal and actual word usage and pauses and things like that um but mixing those two together I think could be a super powerful thing especially when they get it down to the casino level where they can bring your face up, profile you, get your entire profile, and then watch you for certain deceptive patterns and then use that as blocking mechanisms to say that because of this person's background, it's likely that these type of deception mechanisms won't be valid because of their upbringing or whatever right. and can start raising the accuracy. That's, that's going to make a whole new dawn of fucking the man watching you. Um, that shit's scary. Well, that's what doing racial profiling, I'm sure, too. Like, oh, I mean, they don't do racial profiling. Uh, in, in what you were just describing, like, can you imagine like being a security guy at a casino and having to watch the screen going, "Oh, he's a black guy; he's going to do this." Oh yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, imagine just them carrying around like little iPads or whatever, so that when they get an alert on someone, they get like a full dossier and all the different pieces of deception and recorded audio and all this other shit on them and can do instant background profile analysis and dig for, you know, have teams of people that are just digging up dossiers of motherfuckers on the, on the net and then handing that out to the guard so that they can manage the situation. Then have, you know, some of the floor guys who actually manage that shit can go in with like a bucket of Intel. Wow. That's a new service. Million dollar idea. Dude. (laughs) 
Uh, Probably way more than a million. Oh, uh, you know what? Everybody was coming out with fucking Defcon Black Hat versions of their tools. Like a Backtrack released a yeah version, and there's a new version of Nmap, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's fuck. New version of Nmap's cool because you can yeah. do all those mix-ins, and you can have it like run other processes <coughs> and run Nikto yeah, it's and pretty all badass. sorts of other shit, which is way cool. So, uh, all right, I'm done. I'm done. Later. Cocaine doesn't make the dipping any better. I've already written 39 suicide letters. Every day it just doesn't get better. My prize from a pussy was safe in my cabinet. My mother and sister found it. Oh, yo, what am I to do? My mother found my rubber pussy in my room. Jumping.